welcome to episode 10 of the Phoenix Rising podcast. I am your host. I cannot believe we are at 10 episodes. I'm so excited. Got some good things in the works. I am going to do a part two to this episode, which will be strategies for dealing with narcissistic abuse. And then I will tackle discard at some point, hopefully in the near future. And then I am working on our first interview with a narcissistic abuse warrior, which I am so looking forward to. I'm really excited. And if anybody else wants to be a part of the show, please let me know. You can contact me through the social media accounts or through the Gmail. And all that information is in the episode description. I hope everybody is staying safe out there. I know that the virus is spiking all over the country. It is bananas out there right now. And yeah, I just feel so out of control and crazy. So please be safe, wear a mask, do what you can, and uh, I know we're all getting a little kooky, but just hang in there. I mean, we are survivors, or we are currently surviving narcissistic abuse, so you know what? We can handle anything. <laughs> like, we can tackle it. Whatever comes our way, we we got this. Narcs are a very rare cruel breed of people and we can handle it we have been trained we can handle the hard obstacles (laughs) so on this episode we are going to talk about self-love and care i've been really looking forward to doing this episode because it's feel good and it's positive and i think that's one of the important responsibilities we have as survivors of narcissistic abuse is to share what has helped us in recovery, what has helped us on our healing journey so that maybe we can help another warrior out there. Maybe there's someone who's struggling that hasn't tried something that worked for you. So I think it's really important that we share these notes with each other. And anything that I I don't mention on this episode, something that works for you, please tell me about it. I would love to hear it. I am always open to whatever because it's a very long arduous journey and we probably have to do a million things to get back to a a safe stable place close to where we were before this person came into our lives or before you know if it's a family member or something before we really realized what was happening to us almost like a place of innocence a place of stability we need to get back to that 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 zone that feeling and it could take so many different strategies so let's share them all get them out there first on my list is yoga yoga is near and dear to my heart i've been doing it for i think nine years now yoga with adrian is all i've been using (laughs) i've never actually been to a yoga class but i really really want to try I that's one of the first things on my list once the pandemic is over (laughs) someday but yoga with Adrienne if you haven't heard of her she is a goddess she is a fantastic teacher she's so sweet and she's she's just funny and she's she's not pretentious I mean she teaches you 
almost like as a friend as uh, you know and she's got all these beginner videos too so she she really helps you along the way and it's all free and there's hundreds of videos on there and the reason I love yoga so much is because it enhances that mind-body connection and it relieves anxiety it decreases stress and increases flexibility balance strength and helps fight depression. I mean, it's all exercise is important, but this is something I feel like is meditative. And there, I what I love about it too is that you can choose your pace. Like there are yoga practices that are so intense and totally kick your butt to the ground. <laughs> your sweat. I've had ones where I was like yelling. <laughs> Because they're so hardcore. And then other ones are just very zen and slow and gentle. And they're very healing. And it just gets you into this very calm state of mind. And that's one of the things I love about it. Is that it is so focused on the mind. As uh, compared to other exercises. But next on my list is just exercise in general. Because aside from yoga... I, I love dancing, I love going for walks, swimming, riding a bike. Exercise is so good for your sleep, cardiovascular health, stress relief. It releases endorphins, which are these beautiful little hormones that help re- reduce stress and actually relieve pain. So there's little magic hormones in your body. So exercise in any way that you can, and I know it's really hard right now because a lot of places the gyms are closed but if you can find anything that you can do at home or outside that's relatively distant from other people go for it do it take care of your body honor your you know I've said this before your body is your temple you need to honor that place of worship it deserves the utmost respect and care your body is yours forever. I read a quote once that I love that said, your body is the one thing in this world that is truly yours. It is yours and yours alone forever. So we need to take the best care of it. The next thing that I'm going to recommend for self-love and care is a gratitude practice. Gratitude changed my life. I don't mean to sound cheesy, but it's true. I've been doing that for about eight years, and I actually learned about it from one of my professors when I was in college, and he is one of the leading experts on gratitude in the world. He has done years and years of research on it. There is so much science to back up just how life-changing gratitude is it's it's crazy because it's so simple and straightforward the but the practice does take work but once you get the hang of it it can alter your mind and your physiology it actually helped with my anxiety you know anxiety can't be cured but you can manage it and it really helped me manage my anxiety I mean this was before my narc but it's it's still helping my anxiety now for sure but it was a substantial decrease. And I think it's because the gratitude practice trains your brain to really focus on the positive. 
And a lot of research has shown that people who are grateful, they take better care of their bodies. So they end up having, you know, better physical health. It helps with sleep, reduces blood pressure, and it makes you happier. I think I read something like even writing down, you know, journaling for five minutes about things you're grateful for can boost your happiness by 10%, which is remarkable. Uh, increases your self-esteem and it enhances positive emotions like empathy it improves friendships familiar relationships romantic relationships because it it shows someone that you appreciate them and obviously that'll make someone feel really good and then they appreciate you so it's this really gorgeous cycle of appreciation and love so just try to journal for you know, five minutes or write down three to five things each day that you're grateful for. Or you can even do it in your head like I do. Before I had my son, I used to journal and I had several notebooks worth of it because this was years and years. But then I started doing it in my head after my son because I just wasn't really having time to do it. So I would do it in my head in bed before I went to sleep. And it's just miraculous because you can have a horrible day and still you acknowledge the bad things that happened. So that's very important about gratitude is it's not saying that bad things don't happen and it's not telling you to ignore them. You recognize them, you know, shake hands with it, say, yes, it's there. So say, for example, like, I don't know, maybe you spill something on your shirt and you're out in public and it's really embarrassing, but then a stranger offers you a napkin or some wet wipes or something like that. So you would acknowledge, yes, there, you know, there was that part of the day where it was super embarrassing, you know, to spill mustard all over my shirt or whatever you want to use in your example. But then a stranger, a complete stranger showed me kindness. Like they didn't have to do that. So you would acknowledge the the bad thing, but then you focus on the good and you really just feel that gratitude in your heart and think about how it made you feel. Did it make you feel seen and appreciated and cared for? And did it give you hope in strangers and humanity? So you know, don't don't ignore the bad, but don't dwell on it either. The point is to focus on the good that happens every day. And it actually helps you to persevere through the hard times. It helps you to tackle stressful situations better. I highly recommend researching this more if you're interested in it. And yoga too. There's a lot of scientific data out there on both of these practices and how beneficial they are to the mind and the body. And also, Dr. Robert Emmons has a really good book on gratitude called Gratitude Works. I've read a few of his books. Highly recommend that. And I will put a picture up on the social media so you guys can find it. I absolutely adore that guy. He is just the most cheerful, sweet man. <laughs> my next thing on the list is inspired from my favorite motto from Parks and Recreation. If you haven't seen that, it's a comedy show. You can see it on Netflix. But there's an episode about treating yourself and they say, treat yourself. (laughs) And it's something that I take very seriously. It is beneficial in a million ways. So whatever is not harmful to yourself or to others and that makes you happy. 
So for me, I love taking my weekly bubble baths, uh, watching movies and shows, reading. I have a cheat day for junk food once a week that I look forward to and I plan like, oh, okay, I'm going to get fries, I'm going to get this, maybe I'll have pizza, things like that. Uh, Buying myself a shirt or some jewelry, taking naps. Just treat yourself in any way that that suits you, you know, and it could be, it doesn't have to be anything that I mentioned. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's buying art or making art or it could be a new piercing or tattoo, which I also love piercings. It's another way I treat myself, but just do it because you deserve it. All humans deserve to take care of themselves and to treat themselves like the kings and queens that we are. I think it's so important to cultivate love for ourselves and treat ourselves like the amazing, strong people that we are. And I know, you know, if anyone out there is who's listening is, you know, single and recovering from a romantic narcissistic relationship like I am on days like Valentine's Day, birthdays, if you're a parent, Mother's or Father's Day, show yourself that extra love, you know. You deserve it. We deserve it. On Valentine's Day, I bought myself a bouquet of flowers and chocolates. And I went to my favorite bakery and I got myself some cupcakes. I just picked out and I had these gorgeous bouquet of flowers in my kitchen table. And I felt loved by me, by the person whose opinion matters the most, whose love matters the most is ourselves, is not this other person who has come in and infiltrated our minds and our bodies. So self-love, so important. Let's treat yourself, love yourself, you deserve it. The next thing I want to talk about is mirror work. I think it's also known as mirror gazing and positive self-affirmations. So for me, This was a little over a year ago. I was on Instagram and there's this young man named Brendan Jordan. He's so fabulous and confident and hilarious. He went to cosmetic schools. He's like really good at makeup and he does all these videos. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he got really popular from this news video. It went, I think, I'm pretty sure it went viral but he was he was super young and he was dancing and making all these faces and doing all these poses while this news anchor was giving a report it was hysterical but he has his own instagram account and he was talking about his poor body image and how he has really rough days of how he sees himself and he started telling himself in the mirror that he loved himself and that he was beautiful and I thought you know what I'm just gonna try it he says it works wonders so I'm gonna give it a shot and I started this over a year ago I cannot tell you how amazing this is I'm not gonna lie the first probably few weeks or month it's very awkward because you feel like you belong in an insane asylum (laughs) because you're talking to yourself in a mirror. It's just very strange. But then you get used to it and you believe the things you're saying and you like seeing yourself. You know, you get to a point where you like seeing yourself, which is crazy because I never thought 
that I would get to a place like that. When I looked in the mirror, I would pick apart everything. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, I have thinning hair that runs in my family and I'm, you know, I'm fairly young. So that, that's, that was a huge issue for me. It's still an insecurity for me, obviously, but I don't focus on it the way I used to. And I would just look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, my teeth aren't straight and my skin's really bad. It was just always focusing on the negative, negative, negative. And now when I look in the mirror, I still notice those things, but I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah, what? I got some cellulite. Who cares? Everyone has cellulite. <laughs> it's great. And I mean, I still have hard days. Sometimes I feel really bloated and like, oh, I don't, I'm not feeling like my best self today, but I never focus and dwell on those negative things anymore. And it's, it's such a gift. I highly, highly recommend positive self-affirmations and mirror work just tell yourself anything that you need to hear so whether it's a confidence booster or you're needing comfort just imagine what you would say to someone you care about who's in distress for me I always felt weak with my ex I was never made to feel like I was strong and I don't know, he just, he really enabled a lot of bad, you know, I had a lot of bad self-talk and feelings about myself and he only encouraged those things and I think he planted them there in the first place, but then he encouraged it and it just was like this vicious cycle. So one of the things I would tell myself in the mirror, and which I still do is I say, you are strong. And I also tell myself that I'm beautiful because he never told me that and you know, I really needed to think that first. You didn't. It's important that your partner makes you feel beautiful and desirable, but you need to feel that too. You need to see yourself as a beautiful being, and I didn't. And when I started telling myself that, I started to believe it, which was pretty remarkable because I was very hard on myself. And then I, I mentioned in another episode, I have my healing mantras you know, I tell myself things about my healing process. And the one thing I really recommend is telling yourself, I own my own reality. I own my own truth. I stand in my power and I validate myself. That is from the Awakening Women podcast with Leanne Oten. So definitely recommend that too to any women listeners out there. That has helped me so much. I feel like I question myself less and I don't have as much doubt. There's a lot of great research out there too if you want to look it up into the mirror gazing, mirror work, and positive self-affirmations. The research shows that using the mirror instead of just saying these things out loud without a mirror actually amplifies the effects of self-compassion, safety, increased self-esteem, and positive self-image because our sense of self is linked to our face. So when we are seeing our face and showing ourselves compassion and empathy, it has an effect not only on our psychology, but our physiology. And we connect with the face and the eyes when we empathize with someone. So when you're seeing yourself while using this positive self-talk, you get an empathetic response. It's pretty incredible that there's all this science behind it because you kind of think, oh, maybe it's just a placebo effect. Maybe you're just telling yourself something over and over and fake it till you make it. But there is, 
valid science behind this and it's incredible i can't recommend that enough the next thing on my list is journaling i have been journaling off and on since i was in middle school so preteen early teen years it is just such an incredible way to vent and release you bring your thoughts and your feelings into the physical world it's almost like you're you're purging these things from your body and I think often we can be surprised by what we write when we read the things back to ourselves because we can have these really brilliant ideas and revelations and sometimes they're fleeting so you sometimes you just need to write them down before they they're gone forever and I I know I've been surprised by some of the things I've written that I go oh my gosh wow that was really powerful or oh that was insightful I didn't know I had that in me but it can also you know improve your mood help you organize your thoughts sometimes when I'm particularly stressed or anxious I'll write down what's bothering me before going to sleep and that's a really good way to it's almost like symbolically removing it from your head and putting it out into the world and saying you know what I'm going to put this to the side for now so that I can sleep peacefully and not have to stress about this right now. Another really great way to show yourself love and care is to make a list of vows to yourself. And these vows are things that you will not tolerate or allow. You can decide what you want this to be. So it can be things you don't tolerate or allow in romantic relationships or like the one I made is things I won't allow in any relationship period so friends co-workers family etc and it's inspired from the book power surviving and thriving after narcissistic abuse by shahida arabi and i can give you guys some examples from my list i have this posted up on the door in my bedroom so that i never forget for example on my list one of my vows is I will not tolerate anyone who cannot see slash accept my worth as a human being. Another one I have is I will not tolerate one-way relationships. If I am doing all the work, then it is not worth my precious time and energy. That is something I struggle with constantly. A lot of times in friendships where it's just one person doing all the work and it's me. And it's it's just not worth it because it needs to be a two-way street. It needs to be reciprocated. I will not tolerate any condescending or patronizing tones. I am an adult and and will be spoken to as such. I had that experience a lot with my ex and it was very demeaning. I will not tolerate bullying or being made to feel small and weak. I am strong and powerful. I deserve to be treated with respect and dignity. I will not tolerate being embarrassed or humiliated in public so on and so forth I did 10 sacred vows that I made with myself yours can be whatever you want whatever is important to you a lot of what's on my list is things I experienced with my ex that I will never allow into my life again and not just a romantic relationships but in any relationship I don't want to deal with this anymore and neither should you we need to put our foot down and not accept any of this behavior and and not just from narcissists from anybody we just need to cultivate as much respect for ourselves as possible especially after what we've been through or what we are currently going through 
we need to appreciate and honor our time and energy because it is precious. Another thing I have up on my door is a list of things about me. So I call it the who is and for anonymity purposes, we can just make up a name. We can call me Betty. (laughs) So who is Betty? And I have all of these traits down on it and things that I like because our identities become so entangled with the abuser that we really lose sight of who we are and we change into this unrecognizable version of ourselves and we need to find our way back to our true being. So I recommend keeping track of who you are after abuse or after your awakening to abuse if you are still in a relationship with an arc. Finding yourself again is a journey, but it is absolutely necessary. So some examples from my list. So I have Betty loves to dance. Betty is a yogi. Betty loves and lives to laugh. Betty is flirty. Betty is spiritual. Betty is powerful. Betty loves to love and be loved. Betty is a good mother. Betty sets boundaries. Betty is an artist. Betty is easy to talk to. There's a bunch more on there, but it's stuff like that. It's things that I have been discovering about myself that are mine and mine alone and not my exes because we get to this point where you can't sort what belongs to which person. You know, who whose voice is that in my head? Is it the narc's voice or is it mine? Is this something that the narc enjoyed or is it something that I actually cared about? So you really need to go on a journey of discovering yourself And I like having it up on the wall so I can see it and really just get, I says I'm just a very visual person, a visual learner. Everything's visual for me. So I really like having it on the wall as a reminder. This is who you are. This is the real you. This is nothing to do with this person. This is your own and you can own it and love it and appreciate it because this is what makes up quote unquote Betty. (laughs) And related to that, my other suggestion is to try new things or get back in touch with any passions or hobbies that you lost while being abused. Again, we get shrunken down to this version of ourselves that we don't know and that has been shaped to be so small and scared and confused and you're just you're not even sure who you are anymore you can't make sense of the world so get back in touch with anything that you already loved or try new things you for me I always wanted to take dance classes and I just I never did it I never wanted to change things it gave me anxiety I didn't want to change the status quo shake things up I didn't want him to bring up money because he'd always fight with me over it I didn't want to bring up anything that would change our routines because I was just so afraid of fighting with him and I just wanted there to be peace at all times. I can't really explain it to you. It's just that I had anxiety about changing the status quo. (laughs) I wanted the most stability and I think it was because I was so insecure in our relationship. So I didn't dance. And now 
I'm doing all these virtual dance classes and I'm so happy. I can't even tell you. I'm just, I'm not only getting good exercise, but I'm appreciating and loving my own body. I'm getting in touch with my sensuality, my sexuality, my femininity. I am honoring my temple and honoring a part of myself that I love for so long that I wasn't letting myself do. I also love to cook and we just, we never cooked anything different. It was the same stuff every week. And I think that that was again tied to fighting with him and finances because it was, oh, you can't get all this produce because it's too expensive and you need to get a job and figure this out and da da da. It was always my fault with the finances. So I just left it alone. So we ate the same like two meals all week, every week, it never changed. But I love to cook. And since I've moved out on my own with our child, I have not repeated a recipe at all. I have tried a new recipe every week for the months that we've been alone, which is over half a year. We've been living on our own. And I have tried a new recipe every week. And on a budget of a single mother so (laughs) I have proven that again that he was being ridiculous and blowing things out of proportion I'm eating way more vegetables than I've ever eaten in my life and it's been so much fun because I'm a creative person I love to create and cooking is a way of creating and expressing yourself and it's so fun I'm learning about all these new ingredients and flavors and flavor combinations different foods from different cultures it has been so much fun and that's something that I've learned about myself was like oh my gosh like you love to cook and you're a pretty darn good one (laughs) also just trying new foods I had never had Indian food I (laughs) always heard that it was amazing and it freaked me out and then because I just thought, oh, that texture, like the curry looked weird. I I can't explain it. But then I tried it and I fell head over heels in love. I cannot tell you how many different curries that I've made at home. But just trying new foods, trying new hobbies. Uh, I've met so many new people. I mean, well, before the pandemic, but I've made new friends volunteering I had always wanted to volunteer and after he broke up with me I volunteered with the SPCA I hung out with the kittens you know it sucks because I wanted to get back into volunteering but then the you know the virus struck and I can't wait to get back into it they said it probably won't be until early next year but volunteering with the SPCA was something I always wanted to do and it was extremely fulfilling I finally did that I've always wanted to get piercings and I was too afraid to do that and after I think it was a month after the split I just went out and did it. I did it on my own. I didn't have anyone there to hold my hand or (laughs) encourage me anything anyone to give me comfort afterward. I did it all on my own. I relied on me and it was empowering and it was fun and then lastly I've been wanting a tattoo for over a year now and Okay, given the coronavirus that's making it a little difficult, but after that, I'm definitely going to get one.
And I'm excited because I'm doing all these things that I've wanted to do for me. And it's just, it's beautiful. We need to honor and love ourselves and do things for us because we deserve it. And we only have one life to live. There's no, there's no take two. There's no second chance. And these people, they really hold us back. And we deserve to be free and to fly. So get out there. I, I know it's hard given the status of the world right now. Anything you can do, especially there are ways around things, you know, because I'm doing virtual dance classes. If it's, you know, something like art, they have, they're doing at home like paint nights too. I've done one of those and it was really fun. So people are finding ways around with the new state of things in the world. So try your best to find something for you just for you alone and explore because you might find something new about yourself and you'll be so surprised and pleased with it the next thing i'd recommend is meditation this is something that is so hard to find time for as a parent but i've been sneaking in little short sessions here and there and it is so magical it stabilizes stress decreases blood pressure it grows that beautiful mind-body connection we were talking about with yoga with you know getting in touch with your intuition aids your emotional well-being your psychological health it helps with sleep and can even help with pain too i mean these things are so simple it's just finding the time and keeping it in our routines being dedicated to it if we can get a hold of it we can change our our lives and change the physiology of our body and tackle the stress the anxiety the trauma that our narcs have left us with or continue to give us i apologize if my mic is going in and out because my cat is rubbing against my hand right now volunteering and donating is another great way to show yourself love and care because Giving to others in need, it cultivates gratitude, you meet new people, it relieves stress and depression, boosts self-esteem, it also gives you a sense of community and a sense of purpose, and that's going to activate empathy for others. They're all feelings that are going to add to a more well-rounded well-being. Having a sense of purpose, having a sense of community, having gratitude for others people showing you gratitude it's just another beautiful cycle it's something loving and that's what we need more of is good cycles <laughs> no abuse cycles no toxic cycles just cycles of giving and love and empathy and compassion another thing i have on my list is music music is so cathartic it's another great release so whether you're singing at the top of your lungs or you're dancing or playing an instrument, music has been around for thousands of years. And if you think about it, it is a part of our history. I feel like it's in our bodies. It's such a part of our species. It's soothing. It's hypnotic. And if you're if you're rocking out and headbanging, <laughs> That's a that's a way to release some anger too in a very healthy way and hearing lyrics that reach down 
into your bones even, into your soul, that validates your experiences. I know there have been some songs that I've listened to when dealing with my heartache and dealing with abuse. And I sometimes go, oh my gosh, I feel like I could have written this song. I feel like this was written about my experience. And it's it's an, it's a great feeling to feel validated, to feel heard and seen. But it is such a great release and a way to move your body, just soothe your soul, bang your head, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Reading is another wonderful escape. I feel like that puts you in a sort of meditative state. When you're reading, you're breathing very slowly and you're focused. You're so focused and your mind is away from all of your troubles and you are 100% invested in the material and the characters. It's a beautiful experience. If reading is something you're into, definitely you know, take a break from researching the narcissistic information I know a lot of times we can go down the rabbit hole with that I have so many times I'm guilty of that but read things that are fun something interesting maybe it's a a non-fiction book you can learn about a new topic or it's fiction it's a mystery or a fantasy or romance something that can just take you away from excuse my language, but the bullshit take you away from the the narcissist poison, something that will distract you in a good way, in a very healthy way. Next on my list is mindfulness. Mindfulness is the act of focusing your mind in the present moment. So you're free from judgment, you're free from distractions, you become fully honed in on your thoughts your feelings, your bodily sensations. It lowers stress and sadness and it boosts positive thoughts and positive emotions. And this is another great way to be in touch with yourself, with your intuition, to be more compassionate, patient, empathetic with whatever you are experiencing in your life. It's it's more like a new way of living like you do practice it but it's it's just a, it's like a new way of life a way of seeing the world and interacting with the world some examples could be maybe while you're eating so say you are eating a chocolate pie for example focus not on oh this is this is yummy think about the textures think about the flavors of the the gritty crust maybe it's it's buttery and flaky and the chocolate is smooth and the way it slides down your tongue and sounds very sexual but you get what I'm saying focus on the details because that will shut off the rest of the thoughts in your mind you're focused on the present moment what you are doing at that exact moment and everything else becomes quiet you could also be looking at a painting focusing on all the different colors maybe you can see certain brush strokes maybe you can see the different techniques that were used you become fully absorbed in whatever you are doing even if you're taking a shower go over the sensations what are you hearing the water dripping down and hitting the the tub floor the sound of the water rushing next to your ears what are you feeling? You're feeling the warm water drip down your face. You know, just focus on 
what you're feeling, your sensations. When I am triggered from my ex, I ask myself, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it in my body? And I let myself feel it and I let it roll through me. And then I move on. I try to give it some time and to not ignore it and to just face it and say, okay, you are here. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to let you do your thing. Our body is healing. Our mind is healing. This is part of the process. You just say hi to it, recognize it, focus, and then you're good to go. But you can also practice mindful meditation where, you know, you sit down in a quiet place and you practice letting your mind come back to the present moment again and again. And it's hard to do because your brain's going to get distracted. You're going to have these weird thoughts coming in your head. You're going to be like, oh, what What about that dinner I ate yesterday? Oh, man, that gave me heartburn. And that's totally okay because that's the way the brain works and that's natural. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You just have to go, oh, hey, okay, I recognize that thought. Let's go back to right now. Let's just keep going back to right now. And the more you practice that, the easier it gets and you can just keep hanging out in the present moment. Being creative, I think this is especially important if you are a creative personality. Narcs will stifle any of the beautiful qualities that we have, any of the passions, the hobbies. They will definitely stifle your creativity and uh, you need to honor that part of yourself. So pick up that paintbrush, the pencil, clay, whatever it may be. Being creative is a way to not only express yourself, but you release emotions, you reduce your stress, you reduce anxiety. I know that even when I'm doing art, even if it's just coloring in a coloring book, I slide into that meditative, mindful state. And I'll just get in a zone where I forget what time it is, where I am. I'm so focused in that moment and it's it's very zen-like. It's just (laughs) very calming and tranquil. And you come out of it and you're like, oh, what's going on? (laughs) Oh, how much time has passed? It's a beautiful sensation. Reconnecting with nature, also vitally important. Whether you're hiking, you're camping, you're walking, doing yoga outside, connect with mother nature. She is nurturing. She is safe. It will also aid in mindfulness and meditation if that's something you want to pursue. Turning your phone off and being one with not just the present moment, but everything that's around you. It's where we came from and it is our original home. We need to go back from time to time. I know personally when I'm out in nature... I feel at home. I feel at peace. It's just, it's so calming to be among animals, to just sit with the trees in the grass. If you're by a body of water, whether it's the ocean or a creek or a river, it's so soothing. And I feel like it takes us back to to our origins before industrialization before all the chaos and the fast pace of life the rat race you know so I think reconnecting with nature is a fantastic way 
to heal and to show ourselves love. Sleep is very important. I know with kids, with work, school, very hard to come by, but it can help you tackle anything. Even a short nap, you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. I can handle this. It repairs your mind, repairs your body. It's kind of like a computer rebooting. It supports heart health, uh, decreases stress and inflammation, boosts your memory. I can't even tell you how many times after I've had a nap or a good night's sleep where I feel like, okay, I can I can do good at being a mom today. Like I, I can handle the tantrums. I can handle the hardships. Or if I'm having a, a really rough day with my narc, and I get a good night's sleep the next day, I just feel so much more restored and like, okay, I think I think today will be a little bit better. I think today will be a little easier. We need rest. The body and the mind need to repair or we are no good to ourselves and then we are no good to anyone. So try to get sleep. <laughs> so important. Laughter. Oh my gosh. It really is the best medicine. That's not just something that's said. That's not like an old wives' tale. It is true. It is the best medicine. Laugh as much as you can. It could be friends or family with a great sense of humor, a good show or a movie. It could be funny YouTube videos, cat videos. <laughs> just find a way to smile and laugh. It it connects you with other people. It strengthens your bond with other people. It boosts your immune system, reduces stress, releases endorphins, you know, those beautiful little hormones we were talking about that come out from exercising. It improves heart health. I mean, that's all amazing stuff, right? And laughter is free. All this stuff is free, which is fantastic. It's free therapy for yourself. And related to that is smiling. It's has so many gorgeous benefits similar to laughing like reduced stress bonding with others stronger immune system you can even imagine yourself smiling or imagine someone smiling at you and you'll feel like smiling or you will actually physically smile it really works like I do it a lot and it helps just imagining myself being happy then I feel happier I remember my family took a video of me opening a Christmas present my brother had made a painting for me he's an incredible artist and I'm just I'm smiling and I'm so happy and in shock and just genuinely touched and this was only a month or two after my breakup and seeing myself genuinely happy it just felt so good and it, it made me smile to watch that video of my happiness so it could be seeing a picture of a video of yourself smiling or you just imagining it, imagining things that make you smile, imagining someone smiling at you. It works. It, the brain is so fascinating in the way it is set up that such simple things, straightforward things can really heal us and help us. The next thing I want to say is finding support groups. That has been immensely helpful. I found several on Facebook. So the Narcissist Apocalypse Facebook support group, the Awakening Women support group. Um, I know there's one that's just called Emotional Abuse. Uh, I will try and find the names of some other ones, but 
I've been on those and it's been so helpful just while heartbreaking it is very validating to relate to other people and see all these men and women who've been through the exact same tactics you know I've heard I don't remember who said it but someone said they thought that as a joke that the narcissist must have some kind of handbook like they have a society and they all hand it around because they use the exact same tactics they are all very consistent in what they do it's almost like they have a guidebook so try and find a support group I really want to try to find a physical one after the whole COVID thing but for now try to find some online it's great I go on there to ask questions I go on there to support other people when they're in need of some support. You relate to each other, you connect, you make new friends. It's just, it's a really beautiful experience. So I highly recommend that as well. And my very last suggestion for ways to show yourself love and care is therapy. If you can afford it or you have good health insurance, please see a counselor or a therapist, especially someone who has experience with narcissistic abuse. I had to contact quite a few therapists to find somebody who had experience with narcissists and with abuse. It took some digging, but I found a guy and it's been very healing for me. We've been doing a lot of EMDR. It's been relieving some of the trauma that I have from my ex. Again, EMDR might not be for everybody, but that has worked for me with my traumatic memories and experiences. I highly, highly recommend therapy. I can't, I mean, I even recommend it for people who don't have experience with narcissistic abusers, people who just need to talk about everyday ordinary life. It's, it's just so nice to have someone in your corner, someone to listen to you, someone to, to have your back, to be your advocate, to be a support system. And especially if this person has experience with these kinds of people they'll know how to tackle all of this crap that we're going through they'll know how to tackle dealing with the narc they'll know how to help you heal so yes therapy if you can do it this wraps up episode 10 i hope one of these things speaks to you or maybe you try them all maybe you try a couple maybe you try none that's fine too but i really hope Something from this episode helps at least one person out there. That would bring me so much joy and gratitude. Please let me know in the comments of any of the social media accounts, even in the email. Just let me know if you've tried any of these suggestions and if if they worked for you or not. That would be amazing. So for things I'm loving this week, I finally finished Little Fires Everywhere. It was such a good show. The acting, Carrie Washington, was just oh mind blowing (laughs) she's incredible i had no idea until probably the gosh the second or third episode and i realized that reese witherspoon's character is a narcissistic abuser it was crazy i you know i had mentioned this a long time ago but how you can see it now in the media with certain movie and tv show characters or you know listening to song lyrics you can catch these signs of narcissism now because like once the veil's been lifted you can't stop seeing it and I if anyone has a narcissistic parent specifically a narcissistic mother 
probably don't want to watch the show because it could be triggering. But if you want to, maybe watch it with someone you trust that can be supportive if it's triggering for you at all. But oh my gosh, it was exactly what we had talked about before with parents having the golden child and the scapegoated child and then the appearance conscious family and being emotionally neglectful and oh my gosh you just went down the list of like everything was everyone else's problem and nothing was her fault and then Carrie Washington did one thing to piss her off so she just went above and beyond like the true psycho that a narcissist is to punish her and she even used Carrie Washington's daughter to punish her I mean it was crazy just seeing it play out from the outside really good show uh, I definitely want to check out the book I'm intrigued now I also finished Ozark season two that ended on a crazy note as well I really love what they've done with Laura Linney's character. I love seeing a show have a complex female character who is taking on a lot of the responsibilities and actions and behaviors that you see mostly saved for male characters. So I thought that was really cool to see them do that with a female. Uh, I don't want to give anything away in case you haven't seen it yet, but we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I got these new lights for my bike. So they're like, de they're decorative. So it's, it's not like a regular bike light. It's almost like uh, if you were to put Christmas tree lights on your bike, they're red lights and they're in a tube. And I think they're called party bike lights, but they're uh, in like a swirl from the inside uh, swirling out on each wheel. And I got a bunch of compliments. One lady was sitting outside of a restaurant and actually yelled at me when I rode by. And yeah, I loved showing them off. They were so cool. And it just, it made me happy. Was, I always wanted to decorate my bike with lights. And I finally did it. It's another thing that I just never did that I wanted to do. And I finally did it. So it was another very tiny, fun accomplishment that I did for myself. Tomorrow is 4th of July. I know the country is, uh, how do I say this? A hot mess <laughs> right now. So I don't know what anyone's plans are, but please stay safe. This is going to be posted after 4th of July. So I hope everyone has a safe, socially distanced holiday. It's sad there's not going to be any fireworks. I think I am going to put some youtube fireworks on probably from disneyland for my son so he can enjoy them and uh we're gonna make strawberry shortcake because it's some festive colors and make pizza so i'm excited for that but yeah not not feeling super festive this year i think that sadly that's just how the rest of the year is gonna play out so we just gotta stay strong keep our heads up and hopefully time will fly by and we will get through this covid nightmare so that's going to be it tonight, warriors. Keep rising. Keep shining. You are more than enough. I love you guys so much. Have a good night.